Hello, world, and welcome to the next episode of Expect to Win. I have with me one of South Georgia's greatest. Um, if you know anything about basketball in South Georgia, I'm sure you've heard of Ben Tillman, the famous, infamous, one of the, the probably hardest coaches to prepare for and one of the hardest coaches to compete against down in South Georgia, Thomasville, Georgia. We have Mr. Ben Tillman. Man. Say what's going on, everybody. Hey, how's everybody doing? Awesome, man. So I've only, um, you know, pretty much just flashed you in front of everybody. So if you will, just kind of give everybody a little backdrop, a little background, a little bio about who Coach Tillman is. Oh, um, I was, I've been coaching at Thomasville High School now for about 13, 14 years. Uh, that wasn't my first profession. My, my very first career job, I'm a uh, career firefighter for 19 years. I served in uh, Thomasville, um, City of Thomasville Fire Department, as well as in Macon, Georgia. Um, did a great job doing some, some different things, being able to, to learn how to, to offer my life for other people, and I guess that's what really kind of kind of really drove me to education. So once I basically re, uh, froze my pension with the um, city of the fire department, state fire pension, and um, and transitioned into to education. Awesome, man. So in, in that, you know, being in the, you know, in the fire department era, you know, how or what, I would say, did some of those things that you learned being out there in the fire you know, how did that help you with coaching or how are you able to use some of the things you've learned from that to instill in your young people? Well, I think that the biggest part was the sacrifice. I think that the ultimate goal of any human is being able to offer their life for the love and protection of others. So, therefore, the fire service gave me that opportunity to, to offer my life, anything that I can give my skills, my knowledge about about helping them out of a tragic situation. Uh, if you know anything about FASTER, this is all reactive. Um, somebody has a, a emergency, so that's why they call. Uh, but you never really see a fireman. You never really hear about them until you really need them, kind of like an insurance policy. So in coaching, that's similar. Um, my, my job as a coach is to be able to, to hear what your dreams are, to help you to facilitate your dreams and, and move forward in that area. So I think that um that that's the biggest thing about okay like you know so you you're a young man at that time you know working in the fire services what really got you into coaching like what what convinced you to move over into to that profession well um to be honest I really didn't want to coach um I started coaching assisting um, Tyrone Kellogg um when his his second year at Thomasville High School and. Uh, and I kind of started just helping him uh, as a community coach. At that time, I had risen up to assistant fire chief, and, um, and I just started helping him on my days off on when I got off from work and stuff. So, but um, when he decided to leave, my initial was not I, I didn't do any planning about being a being a basketball coach. And so um, I had several friends around me at the time that uh, kind of pushed me to make me make that decision because when they called and asked me if I wanted to do it, I told them no. And uh, and then I had several phone calls after that to convince me to move forward. And one of the things that one of my closest friends, Freddie Bryant, said was, he asked me, he said, how can you continually tell people to strive to be great 
and to, to overcome obstacles. And here you are, you have an opportunity to really show people how to overcome and, and how to be great, and you won't accept it. And so, and that's one of the things that the driving question that he had that made me decide to, to get into coaching. Awesome. Now, you, I don't know if you know much about the, the podcast, but um, the podcast is titled Expect to Win in a lot of different ways, and one of them, uh, for me, is real big about taking advantage of opportunity. That's one. You just spoke on that. And then another one is just overcoming those obstacles, you know, because um, this day and age, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that need support. Um, so that, that's why I reached out to you because I know that you, you feel with nuggets and, and you feel with, with wisdom that can help people overcome things. Um, so can you elaborate on that a little bit more about, you know, what was actually the obstacle? You know, what was the obstacle and, and why was it important for him to say that to you about overcoming that obstacle? Well, one of the major obstacles for me was is, is being home. You know, nobody's going to criticize you more, critique you more than, than being in your hometown, um, your own family, your own friends. Because they can't never forget about what you used to be, what you used to did, or what you used to, to who you used to hang out with, the kid that you was when you was in high school. So to, to overcome those obstacles is huge. And anytime you get in any leadership position, you're going to lose some friends. And some of those friends were lifetime friends. And you're going to have someone that, that considered themselves to be real close to you, not to be very supportive. So those obstacles are huge because it, it can be it can be so overwhelming because you're looking at a person like, hey, you're my friend, but then yet you got to understand, yeah, you're my friend to a certain degree, and, and I should not expect for you to be loyal to me when you're a fan. And so those were the hardest things that I had to overcome was separating friendship from fans and, and people that that love the sport. So um, sometimes those lines get blurry. But, uh, but those were one of the huge obstacles that was for me. Coaching basketball um, really is not hard for me, uh, to be honest. Um, it's, just, it's just me. I just feel like I'm a leader, so it just gives me another way to be on a platform to be able to demonstrate my leadership skills, and uh, and basketball allows me to do that. Yeah, awesome. And I, I, I like um, sports, man. I just think that it opens up so many doors, and um, if you're in the high school or public school system, you, you know that you know a lot of coaches are your, your leaders in the building, not, not just right. on their sport, right. but you know a lot of us you know move on and become you know, uh, assistant principals and principals and take other lead roles uh, just because it's natural for us to uh, control crowds. It's natural for us to, to be leaders like that. Okay, but I know I'm not going to take up much of your time, but I have a few more questions. Like when when you first got the program, um, you was already there as an assistant, but when you was, a, you know, switched over and became the head coach, what was some of the things that, that you knew that you had to change about the culture. Uh, now, you know, you wanted the culture because everybody, when you first come in, you have this vision of what you wanted the culture to be. Um, so maybe you can answer that question first, like what is culture to you? And then what, what did you have to do to adjust the culture for Thomasville basketball? Um, first thing, let, let me say this. I, I think that in order for you to, to develop any kind of strategy, you must first plan. Yeah, and strategy is different than planning. 
planning is I, I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm putting things together. Strategy is I'm actually performing a task. So I've always, as even as an assistant coach, always made decisions as though that I was a head coach. So I plan as being a head coach. So then when I became a head coach, it became part of my strategy of what can I do perform in order to make those things come into existence. So I was prepared by making those decisions early on. And so um, then, so once I got there, one of the main things that I really wanted to stress was is that education is way more valuable than a sport. And, and let me explain what I mean. I, I, my, first, my first practice or my first summer camp, I took the kids to, uh, to, to Tifton at ABAC. And I told them, I said, my job is to introduce you to people that make $100,000 plus that don't play a sport. And so one of my top players was like, what do you mean, coach? I said, because that ball is going to stop bouncing one day. You, your brain is more valuable than you being able to be skilled enough to put the ball in the basket. So with that being said, I kind of based my program culture around education. So I implemented a tutorial program every Monday and Wednesday, mandatory for all kids unless you had straight A's. And if you had straight A's, then your job was to come in and tutor the other kids. And so, and then I, I put them in programs like Gear Up, programs that expose them to college outside of school. And right. so... That, and that was huge for me. The second part was then I, I made a coalition of young guys or males, black males around my kids. And, and what I did was I, I got three or four, four, four or five of my strongest black community guys that was educators that had professional businesses or whatever. And I introduced them to three of my players. So their job was to just to mentor those kids about life and so they would have invite them over have summer jobs for them rake yards pick up limbs whatever that kid needed at that time but i knew those strong black men was not so they were sports oriented but they were more education driven and so and that's really what i really want to do and that changed the culture so once i did that then now you can see why I have four, three, four kids playing basketball at the next level every year. Because right. we do focus on education. And we put it in such a way that you're going, you, you are going to tutoring. You're going to do these things. And one of the biggest things that made me feel so good is that I had a kid. Uh, he was extremely, extremely athletic kid. And his dad really want him to play basketball and um, but he said that he didn't want to play basketball after high school he decided to go in the military so when he went in the military he came he, he came back home and I said man how did it go he said coach man that was the easiest three four months I ever had in my life I said what do you mean he said your practices and your early morning workouts were way harder than anything I ever had to do being in the military and military was supposed to be the most physical, mental task that this kid has ever go through. But he said it wasn't. 
that made me feel good because that kid was prepared for whatever he wanted to do in life. And so that changed the culture. It, 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 it did something to him. Everybody could see themselves being successful not only in basketball but being successful in life. And I think I have a really great record with, uh, with placing kids in college. And not just to play basketball, but to place them in college. And so, and I think that that's that's really important. And listen, the the culture is is very engaging, you know, because you you're you're opening up opportunities for them. Because there are some coaches, and I mean, you know, not picking on anybody, but you know, you got some people like more of the AAU type coaches, which focus on winning. You know, we want to win right now. Um, but then you have some coaches that focused on winning later. Because see, like what what I took from what you said was. You know, you have some that have to go through the the pain. You have to go through the obstacles. You have to go through those morning workouts. You got to sacrifice. You got to get up and do all that. But not just winning the basketball game, but you're going to win later, you know, by saying you got options. You know, the the military options. You got the the A-back options. Here goes some other things that you could do that you've given those kids hope. Um, Just because a lot of our kids don't get hope, man. I I think a lot of people get, get blind by uh, their warm market, you know, they, they kind of only focus on what's around them and you kind of lose thought that there are uh, millions of people out there that don't have the same vision, don't have mm. the same AC in the house, or don't have the same car. Right. Uh, there are several people that their parents just don't, they it's just not together and it's not really their fault. And, uh, you know, and I know me, that's why I could say I could have, I have such a passion for kids. Um, just being in education and, I, and you run across because everybody ain't like my family. And my family is by far is not good, great. You know, I got a few good ones, but I got way more, you know, I got family. You know, right. so I got a regular family too. But these kids, they need positive people. They need people to pour into them. And you're talking about getting, connecting them with mentors, getting them outside of Tumblesville to go see other things. Those are things right. that that make your culture great because you're giving them those options, man. And I really commend you for that. That's beyond basketball, and that's a lot more of what these kids need uh, just because the students and kids are our future. So if we don't yeah. put anything in them, then they're not going to be able to give us anything back later. Yeah, and that, and that's huge because and once you build that like that and, and then you start going around and you start seeing these managers of, of Wendy's and, and managers of Chick-fil-A, and these kids that came through the program that's, that's leading other children in uh, whatever facet they decide to go in, they, they become leaders. And but that's that's what it's all about. That's what you know. They got this, this, this club team called um, Each One Teach One or Reach One Teach One. But that's what it's all about. If I'm able to save one kid and that one kid save a kid, you know, we we, we made a, a huge impact. So I look at that like like anything else in life. I, I want to be, I want to have a platform so that these kids can see that hey, basketball is just my avenue or my medium to get where I need to go in life. To take care of my kids, to take care of my family, to be a good husband, to be a good good father. And so, and I think I think we've done a great job with that. But you said one key thing about success. Success truly is in the eye of the beholder. Everybody sees success differently. And so my job as an educator or as a basketball coach to to help you tap into what you think success is. Because you can't look at my life and say that, that I'm successful. 
because you might not be able to handle the trials and tribulations that I've been through. But you can look at your own self and say, if I did these things, I can be successful. And can't nobody take that away from you. you, you it, it's not about the number of games you win. It, it's about the, the magnitude of the game that you win. Once I, I, I won plenty of games. I won plenty of games. But the most significant game was winning state championship. Now, that don't discredit all the other games I won. But the magnitude of that game meant so much more to me. And it meant so much more to the community, to, to all the fans and all the kids that's in the past. So it, success has to be what I think it is. And it has to be in your own mind because if you try to live through somebody else's mind, you're not going to do it because they're going to continue to critique you. They're going to continue to knock you down. So I try to help kids develop their own sense of, of identity and, and help them to understand that autonomy is okay. It's all right to have your own thought process. and It's all right to think that, hey, I can be successful being a plumber. And somebody else might say being a plumber might not be great. But a plumber makes $27 an hour. <laughs> so, right. you know what I mean? So, I have, my job is to expose them to things that they can count on and say, I still can be successful at that coach. Okay, well, let's go there. Let's, let's do that. Let's, let's make you the best uh, piano player that you can be. Let's, let's put you in a, in a venue. I got two kids. I kind of kind of switch subjects. I got two kids right now that are nurses, male nurses. So these kids are traveling nurses. And so you sit there and you think about that. How many male nurses do you have coming out of my school? They didn't see that at home. Their parents probably have been, been in the medical field, but not as a male. So how did that relationship build? How, what made them kids say, hey, I can be a good male nurse? So that's my job, is to help them to say, oh, it's okay to be a nurse. It's okay to be a, an engineer. It's okay to be a football coach if that's what you want to be. But ultimately, you have to decide. And so, and I think that's what our ultimate job is, is to open to the eyes of kids through athletics to help them to be whatever they're going to be. I like uh, what, okay, I know you mentioned, so with, you know, other than the, the kids saying that your early morning workouts prepared him for uh, the military, and then I know you just mentioned your state championship. So would you say the state championship, or is there another huge accomplishment that, that makes you the most proud? Like, what, is, what accomplishment fulfills you the most in your career? The best compliment, and like I said, I've won a lot of games, and you're going to be shocked when I tell you this. The best compliment that I've ever had or accomplishment that I've ever had comes in May of every year. Every time I see one of my, my basketball kids, Walk across that stage, shake that man's hand, and as they walk him back to their seat, they know they got options and they got a plan. Because there's no better feeling than that. I, like I said, I don't want a lot of games, but when I watch Titus walk across that stage, I watch my son walk across that stage, I watch Bonterius walk across that stage and shake that man's hand, and as they were going back to their seat, they knew that they were going to go to this school, that school. They knew they had options. The saddest part of an educator is, is number one, that you fail to graduate that kid. Now, what kind of coach is it that as a kid in a program for four years and that kid don't graduate? You fail. What kind of coach is it that that kid played in your program for four years and when that kid walked, he go he graduate, but as he walking back to his seat, 
he doesn't have an idea of what he wants to do. That means that you didn't mentor that kid. You got that kid through school, but you didn't guide him and prepare him for life. And that's what it's about. So every year that I have kids walk across that stage and shake that man's hand and get that diploma, and when they walk back to their seat and they open that thing up and they look at it and they smile and they pose and take a picture, and then their parents know, say, my son's going to school next year. Or my son's going to go in the military. My son, my son got a plan. Coach, you can't take that feeling away. That that beats that state championship every single time. And so, and that's what it's all about for me. It, it, it's, it's being proactive. And, and when I say, you remember I said earlier, I said in the fire service, I always reacted to problems. I right. reacted. The alarm came, I went. I rushed out, dumped on the truck. That's what I did. But in this form, I'm proactive. I've saved or I've made some good fathers. That's a hard accomplishment to, to look past, man. And that's and you can see why your, your culture is set and you can see why you, uh, you know, got the benefits that you've gotten. I mean, and you can see why there, there's always a buzz about Thomasville basketball. Now, we, we usually end a little little nugget, I guess, you know, with something. You know, if, if you had an audience, um, like I said, not sure how many listeners, but we do have some, you know, that, that you wanted to give them a little something, thought of the day, you know, give them a little something that's going to encourage them to get through the rest of this week. Um, you know, what, what would you tell them? I tell them, and I'm going to say the same thing I say to my kids. Every day you wake up, there's an opportunity for you to be a woman. Every single day. You don't, don't nobody wake up, all nobody listens is to wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I can't do it. Every single day I wake up, I wake up and I look that man in the mirror and I say, you know what, you're great. You're going to be good today. You're going to kick some butt today. And that's what it takes. Every single day. Not a day go by that I don't praise myself because... If you miss praising yourself and you put your 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 personality, your attitudes, your enthusiasm in somebody else's hand, you don't have control no more. They control you. But you don't control me. And that's why I tell my players, that whistle don't control you. That referee making a bad call don't control you. You control you. That other player on the other side don't control you. So every single day you wake up, you got to look at it, man, you know what, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And a lot of people say that's arrogance. I don't. I think that's confidence. I think that's, that's, that's a part of me. And when you see me, I, I don't have to have other people pat me on my back and say, Coach, you're doing a great job. I look myself in the mirror and I say, you know what, man, you're a hell of a guy. I wish I had a coach like you. And that's why I tell my players, you look in that mirror, say, I'm a hell of a guy. Because I wish there was another player on my team like me. <laughs> so when you got that kind of mentality, coach, you you can't lose. There ain't no way in the world you gonna lose, man. When you got that kind of mentality, you you, you think you you wake up in the morning and uh and you say, you know what, I'm the best dad in in, in Brooks County. Ain't nobody ain't, ain't another father better than me. And you you can't lose when you got that kind of mentality. And so and that's what I say. Have confidence in oneself. And my mother used to phrase it like this, to thine own self be true, which is a part of a Shakespearean play. To thine own self be true. Always be true to yourself about what you're capable of doing, what you did, what you did not do. Be honest with yourself about you, and you'll never, you'll never fail. Man, I like it, man. That goes right with the, 
with the title of the podcast, you know. So I'm going to help close with the title of the podcast is Expect to Win. You heard Coach Tillman just tell you to take control of yourself. You got to take control. You got to be accountable for you. So take control of you, and then let's see what's happening. And then don't let your situations, don't let your circumstances, and don't let other people's choices and opinions affect your reality. You control you. Your character is everything that you can control. Your character is what's going to make you be great. Your character is going to help you push through. Your character is what's going to use these athletics to help you move on to something else. And those of you that are not athletics, you don't have to be athletics. We shared that too. If you're a doctor, if you are in the fire service, or if you're a plumber, I'm saying if your character shines, I promise you, your currency, that money is going to follow Okay, your your currency is going to match your character. So you just keep pushing, have the confidence in yourself, push that thing out, and go be great. Coach Tillman, it was awesome, man. We didn't get into a lot of things. I know you probably got several stories uh, built in. You know, it, it, I just want to know about going to the championship because I know it was some funny <laughs> stuff. It was some stuff happening that season uh, that you could probably give. You didn't really want to give no details, but that's okay. We'll get you back another day and get all that in. Uh <laughs> Uh, but I, I do appreciate the knowledge and the, and the, the wealth that you've blessed us with today. Uh, I hope you have a great season coming up. And if anything I could do for you, just let me know. Thank you so much, Golden. I appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you for having me on. All uh, right. No problem, man. Till next time. We'll see y'all. Peace. All right. Thanks, Cole. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook at win, win, win. It will pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.